three, two, one. All right, welcome to Rivalry Week, edition of Orange, Black, and Beyond, uh, where we talk about Oregon State University sports, mostly keeping our focus on sports which don't get all the attention given to football and men's basketball. To, today will be a little bit more fo football than usual. Uh, today is the game for the Beavers to play that green and yellow team down the road in Eugene. Uh, I'm Brian, OSU class of 1996. My co-host is Pete, OSU class of 1993. Hi, Pete. Hey, Brian. Yeah, that uh, today is going to be a little bit more football intense because there obviously is a, a game for, as the late uh, DeAndros would say, for the right to live in the state. And, uh, you know, and and uh, we're going to, of course, probably talk about the Pac-2 a little bit as yeah. well. And, uh, you know, then we got a, we can't really talk about this week's game without looking at last week's game. Which was uh, one of those. It was a close game. Yeah, it was a, one of those nail biters, and it was there were a lot of things that went wrong, just little things that went wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was one glaring big thing, obviously, in the first half, first punt. Um, yeah, the the safety was, safety was and rough, the, and and as all of us probably collectively said, man, I sure hope they don't lose by two points. And, and sure enough, they lost by two points. Lost by two points, but, <laughs> but there were a that, lot of other opportunities. I was say, that being that said, game. everybody that I know that week, so they were like, oh, sorry about the safety. I'm like, yeah, but they were in a position to win that game. They had, they had uh, every chance to win that. Well, game. they had exactly the circumstances yeah. that they would yeah, want, where they exactly. get the ball with six or seven, seven minutes, minutes left to go. Yep. They drive the field. Score. You, all you got to do is score three, and you right. win. Right. And and right. right. So and they're they're running. Um, they were running it pretty well, and then DJ ran it well. Um, yeah. I don't quite understand what the deal was with this tendency to run to the short side of the field. I know. I, I don't. Yeah, I know I they don't, wanted to get behind Talise Fuaga yeah. because he's a beast. But I get that. But like, I agree with you. And this is goes back to the Riley days, right? It does kind of. Yeah. Where they would run to the short side of the field and they're looking for different matchups, and it just wasn't working. Right. And then especially they them, in the second yeah, half. Yeah, in the second half, and then they put themselves in a position where it's. Second and 11, second 12, you know, second and long, which is not the way their offense works. No, no, the, there's chunk on first down is, is right. everything. Four to five them. on first. Yeah. And then that's how their offense runs. But and, then when they did get into second 11 on that last drive, they chuck it for, you know. Yeah, I don't understand. And, and Kirk Herbstreet was talking about the fact you only get a pass interference call on underthrown balls. Yeah. And the next time DJ underthrows a ball will be the first time he's underthrown a ball. Yeah. I mean, he he airmails everything right and, um, to the and, sidelines, and, and so that and the screen was working. Like the they were running the screen too. in the yeah. second half, yeah. And so they were taking these shots down the field. And again, we're not pros. We no, were, we're not heavens. No, but we, like it was just kind of puzzling to me. Yeah, it was very confusing. And uh, like they were, it was almost like let's go for the touchdown type running yeah. plays. When you're to your point, it's like hey, you only need three. Yeah. Your so worst worst case stacked. scenario, you get down there inside field goal territory with less than a minute or whatever and you, you kick, kick it kick and the, the defense ball. was doing great I they thought, did in very the well half, they right? pushed the shutout in the second yeah, half the second half they were just awesome yeah. and you know that their quarterback Penix is kind of like yeah he was up for the heisman i don't see how no, he, he, he won't get that now after but playing oregon no. state and that's that's something the defense should hang their hat on oh, absolutely they, and, they and the thing was they never sacked him but they he never got yeah. super comfortable either no 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 he was not coming they never sacked him but you could tell he was not 
Except for that uh, that one play in the first half when he threw it to uh, uh, number one. Right, right. But Beavers got killed by number one offense and number one on defense. But yeah, but I, I don't know. I think that game was a lot closer than it. I, I think Oregon yeah. State played well. Oh yeah, they had a chance to win. And and that's all you can really I'm happy ask too. Yeah, I mean, I'm this happy. Is, is I mean, of course, I wanted them to win. Yeah, but I'm happy the way they played. They played strong. And yeah, and so like you, you look know. into this week, for example, that's what you want is to give yourself a chance to win at right. the end. You know, right? And that's what I think that going into this week against the Ducks, again, they're a high-powered offense team. But I think if the defense comes in and does their job. And the offense does what they do and takes just chunks of time off the clock. I think Oregon they, State has they a might very have good a good shot. look at it yeah. at the end. At the end, yeah. exactly right. That's so. yeah. That's that is the big thing. Um, so. uh, one other really uh, big old thing, just hanging out there right now, is of course <laughs> Coach Smith. And there's always going to be rumors uh, that gives so, that gives the people uh, online something to do. Right. You know? I only heard about this as of like last night on social media. I didn't yeah. know that this was a thing. No. And then it seems somewhat serious. Yeah. But it, it feels more like it, it just gives people on Twitter something to do. But but yeah, it, there's the possibility, of course, that because I mean Michigan State needs a good coach after the Mel Tucker fiasco, and um, but you know, and then and then. You know, uh, Texas A&M, uh, Mississippi State, would they take a chance on some some boy from California who coaches in Oregon? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they would or if they wouldn't. I don't but, know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. It, I, on the one hand, I don't know what Coach Smith's ambitions are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. his ambition is just to coach college football. There's no why, reason to go anywhere else. Why would you go anywhere else? Yeah. Like, it's not like he's hurting for money. No. And then it's not like we have, like, booster. Like, he remains. It, it's like my wife always talks about Scott Ruick. And it's like she always gets frustrated. And, you know, should he? And I'm like, he's not going anywhere. No. They're never, like, school is never going to get rid of him. Right. Because he's just, you know, he took the team to the Final Four. He's a hero. Jonathan Smith is that. Like, yeah. He, he took the team to the Fiesta Bowl as a player. Right. He's come on board as a coach and done really well. He's not going anywhere unless he unless he wants, wants to. to. Yeah. Like if it's more money, okay. If he wants to do right by his family, I can respect that. I just don't see it. You know, no, what I mean? especially because the money that the he money makes here he in makes Corvallis, good. that's even more money. It's more, and yeah, and it's low pressure. It's <laughs> yeah. not like he's got boosters banging down his no. door. Like uh, yeah, it's I mean at, at Texas A and M, they right. have they, these unrealistic expectations yeah. that oh, you better win a national championship in your second year or you're gone. Right. Well, well, that's not going to happen at Oregon happen. State. We want a good quality coach oh, that com- puts out a competitive team, a team that we can root yeah. for, and we know get it's a few not, ten win seasons yeah, every now and right? again. It's not, but yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, then it's... you know, from a certain standpoint, if he wants to, I don't know if he wants to coach in the pros. I think if he did, he would have already taken like a assistant job in right. the pros. I think so too. Yeah, but I can see if that's hey, I want to go into the pros. I need to coach at a different school. Then I can sort of see, I guess, but I, I'm yeah. just not sensing that's his ambition. No, I don't uh, feel like that is his thing yeah. either. But uh, you know, and all of his—I don't remember how many kids he has, three or four, I think—and they're all school age. So, and one yeah. of his kids is a stud baseball player in Corvallis, and so, you know, yeah. So it just seems like, and from reading some of the comments and trying to read between the lines, it seems like it's not—he's talking about stuff not necessarily for himself. 
it's like he wants to make sure the program supported all of his that assistants all of his assistants are taken care of yeah. That he can build the program that he wants to build at Oregon yeah. State, yeah. kind of like what we're talking about. And it's critical, I think, that yeah. they take care of Coach Bray and they take care of Coach yeah. Mahalik. Yeah, you know, uh, Mahalchik rather. I mean, yes, Brian Lindgren, you want to right. take care of him too, but, but Coach Bray is to me like a really key piece because they were like, literally the worst defense, defense right? And look in the country, in the country when and he look, took over, <laughs> and then look at what he's done, yeah. right? So, so you want to keep Coach Bray, and you want to keep uh, the but, line coach, Coach M. Yeah. But with that said, Coach Bray, at some point, yeah, there's going to be an opportunity. There's going to be an opportunity for him to and move on. His and dad you, was a coach. Yeah, he, and you, you know, can't blame him for when he's ready to move on, he's got to move on. Right, yeah. Career, so. but, yep. So, and then, then there's the conference itself. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I mean, they won the major court case right. that they the, needed to the win. Preliminary that, injunction. The, the preliminary injunction where Washington State, Oregon State are on the board, and they're the only ones. They're on the, the only board. ones who decide. And yeah. and I think that's right, and I think that's the way it should be, especially considering what those other teams did. Yeah, we're saying with USC and US, UCLA living. So yeah, you know, the state. I think that needs to settle first and then they'll figure out how to build the conference again some of the things i've seen out there i think sound pretty exciting you know hopefully they're able to do it well yeah and so. you know i think that uh if you give washington state and oregon state a vote and a voice it'll be something that they have not really had before because Correct. in the in the context of the pac 10 and then eventually the pac 12 they were always the little brother because, you know, OSU stunk at football for so many years and Washington State might as well be on the moon. Yeah, because it's out there. Yeah. And so then, (laughs) you know, so those reports of uh, other programs purposely saying, hey, we'll come over, but don't take Oregon State and Washington State. Right. I, I think that's, you know, if those is really true, I don't know. That's really shitty if that's what the other yeah, schools because... are doing. But, you know, that's how, that's out there. That's that's how, and that's how the game operates now. Right. It's all about the dollars and cents. And again, like we mentioned last time, I think that there it's, it's, it's a dot-com bubble. It's a housing bubble. Yeah, and that, it's going to, I think in a couple of years, it's going to burst. I think those yeah. teams are going to realize what a bad idea this was. Because it's like, well, our football team yeah. makes a kajillion dollars, but now we still have to support all the other programs and we have to take the women's rowing team to Piscataway to Columbus to uh wherever Maryland is right and those other conferences the big schools are not gonna like you're already sort of seeing that with like we talked about last time Clemson wants to leave their conference and FSU wants to leave their conference I think there's going to be more of that because there's going to be other schools that are be like hey why am I paying for the school all the way out in Oregon right yeah and they get a chunk of my money yeah, and I think that, that there's two blue bloods that I think will really start to get a little bit snippy about that in, in Ohio State and Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think they're both going to say, why should we ever have to travel out to Eugene Yeah, or right. Seattle? Yeah, like why are we doing this? They should come to our place and we'll give them a pittance. Right. And Yeah, right. so I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but big game today. Yeah, big game today for lots of reasons, you know, uh, the bowl the beavers get recruiting keeping jonathan smith all that and then you know just on top of it it's always nice to beat the team it really is it, it really we is. can lose that to me we can lose every other game the season as long as we win this one 
I'm happy. That so. happened twice while you were going to school there. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that <laughs> happened twice when I was there. And to be honest, it yeah. made you forget about the rest of the. That's season, true. So, it really did. It you know, really did. Yeah. So um, best of luck to the guys today. I know they'll play hard, uh, and uh, let's just make it a good game. And best of luck to them. So yeah, let's move on to. Uh, Men's soccer team, right? They're yeah. in the round of 16 again. In the Very NCAA impressive. Tournament. That's, I think, the third time in the program that they've been to the round of 16. First round, they knocked down the Seattle University Redhawks. Then it was a bit of an upset in that mm-hmm. second round yep. uh, when they took on Portland. Portland is a, is a is, very... They're a soccer powerhouse. Soccer powerhouse, yeah. Right. And and three diddly. I mean, yeah. was this, well, three nil, whatever they call it in soccer. But that's like a, a 35 nothing game in, in American mm-hmm. football. You know, and so and they only got thirteen shots on goal, so they made they made the most of them. Yeah. Um. And uh. And actually, um, uh, Portland only got eleven shots on goal, so a clean sheet for uh, OSU's goal goalkeeper, which was awesome. Um. Logan Farrington, uh, he popped in two of those three goals. So even if the other one hadn't been there, it was OSU two nil. That was just that's a blowout. And yeah. Logan Farrington, of course, was Pac-12 Player of the Year. Um, so it's really cool to see them uh, moving on in the in the postseason like that. Yeah, it's really awesome. So you know, it's easy to underestimate how good of a season they had. You know, because five draws, five draws, right? <laughs> they can have draws in soccer, so right? Five draws, but they're you know they're showing that they were one of the best teams in Pac-12 for a reason. So, yeah. um, like you said, Logan Farrington was Pac-12 Player of the Year, and he definitely showed out against Portland. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, speaking of postseason accolades, of course. Um, there was a cross-country team. They have another All-American, uh, Kaylee Mitchell. It's her third time being an All-American in, in cross-country, which is pretty awesome. Uh, she finished 12th at the National Championships. Great season for Mitchell, uh, for Grace Featherstone. Uh, best team program finish in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And they finished second and third individually in the Pac-12 Championships. So um, great uh, job by Louis Katana and his his program down there. Uh, just a great season yeah. uh, for them. And then in the spring, of course, they they move to the track rather than the grass. So it's going to be really fun they to see some them. good runners, and they're going to be. We'll get to see the throwers again yes. here coming yeah. up in the spring. So yeah, awesome. Uh, the volleyball team has improved leaps and bounds. So they, they lost really have. lost a tough one in five sets to UCLA, which you know UCLA is always yeah. top tier team in volleyball. So. You know, lost them on Wednesday, dropped dropped them to eleven eighteen on the season. Um, but this is a team. You know, they've beaten Arizona twice, yeah. Washington State, Washington, uh, Cal, way at the beginning of the year. The, you know, Oklahoma. So yeah. new coaching staff has really got this team playing smart, tough volleyball, and they're seeing some more positive re- results than in years past. So you know, they're headed in the right direction. Yeah, they really so. are heading the right way, and that's that's always good to see. Um, since we've moved into the indoor sports in Gill Coliseum, we might as well talk about the wrestling team. Yeah. They had a, uh, you know, they off to a good start. They dominated out there in, in North Carolina. And then uh, they got to, this is always an opportunity for any program mm-hmm. to see how you measure up against the big boys. They went to Iowa City and uh, wrestled against the number three Iowa Hawkeyes. And uh, they held their own. They really did. They got three wins, um, including uh, Brandon Kaler at 125, who opened things up with a 7-6 decision. Over the national number 11 seed, Drake Ayala. Uh, Kaler was named uh, ranked number 18 himself. He'll probably move up a little bit after that. Not really surprising. Um, national number three, Trey Munoz, got another big win for the Beavers um, at 184 over Brennan Swafford uh, with a technical fall. Then Boone McDermott, the heavyweight, um, 
he's really starting to establish himself, and he won as well. There are 14 nationally ranked wrestlers going in this meet, so that was a big one. Wow, yeah. um, Iowa won it uh, 25 to 11, but uh, you know OSU really hung in there and really showed why they deserve to be in the top 20 because they came in number 16, and uh, so that's uh, that was really a quality match, yep. and um, so a lot to look forward to, and just you know great job for the three guys that won. That's that's cool. Yeah, awesome, awesome job. And the coach Pendleton's doing. Coach Pendleton is past couple of years. He's doing great. So you know, Uh, so let's roll in, roll out the basketballs. Let's talk about that for a bit. So first, there's the men's team. Yeah, hard to say what what they're going to be. Yeah, (laughs) what direction they're going. It seems like I watch one of the games. It seems like they're doing better than last year. Yes, it does. That's good. And you know, and it is hard to say though. I mean, like I saw Jared Lucas from two years ago playing for Nevada Mm -hmm. the other day. I kind of booed at the television. I felt bad about that, but I got over it because um, he kind of quit on OSU. But, you yeah. know, by yeah. Uh the, the team does look to be better, and this team is scrappy and, and willing to, uh, you know, do things to make things happen as a team, like a Wayne Tinkle coach team is supposed to look. Uh, they got thumped today by Pittsburgh. I think it was 76 or 77 to 51. When you drop one by two dozen, that's always yeah. hard. But uh, Pitt's really good. They're in the Big East, and they're eight and one or nine and one on the season already. So, um, and then, but um, the Beavers on uh, Wednesday they played against Baylor, and they played. There's no real way to go around it. They played lousy in the first half, and uh, they came back in the second half, and they closed it to eleven. Um, and so they lost to Baylor, but Baylor is also a team that's top twenty. I think thirteenth, twelfth, thirteenth in the country. So, um, you know, the Beavers have had some really good efforts. They had their overtime wins against Troy and App State. Um, the only one real clunker up until today was that 19-point loss, uh, loss at Nebraska. So there's that bit of inconsistency, but that's what the non-conference season is for. Uh, Jordan Pope looks really good. They play sound defense, and if they stick with it, um, they should be competitive and, like you said, Better than they were last year, yeah. so that's improvement is improvement is is always good. It's always tough with the basketball program, right? So yes, sir. Now let's talk about the women. So yes. uh, women are four and zero. You know, I've been to all the games they've been playing at home mm-hmm. a lot. They're, they have a strong home schedule preseason wise. So you know the um, everything's at home. They haven't played what I'd say really tough teams mm-hmm. although Villanova was Villanova was a tough team and you know these team these other teams do play um tough I think coach Rooks kind of schedules them because he's trying to get looks for Pac-12 play but we'll see right um but this team's stacked like yeah uh, we a, lot kinda, of a lot of talent we kind of saw that coming in but now you're seeing them play um so this last game against the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, mm-hmm. um, UMBC. They, yeah, they dominated them. Yeah, pretty handily, um, and I like that. I mean, they kept the foot on the gas pedal. They didn't let up. You know, they had a little right. bit of a rough patch there in the first quarter, but then after that, they were like, "This yeah. game's ours." And, and it's it's it. good so. for the sake of knowing your ro- learning your rotation early in the year, yeah. who you're going to be able to play, etc. Yeah, I think. Coach Rook's still experimenting with that. Like, he's putting in different sets and different people. And How deep do you think he's going to go this year? I don't know. Ten deep, eight gonna, deep? He can 12. go. I mean, <laughs> he can go pretty deep. Yeah. Right? Like you sit there and you walk down this roster, and it's kind of like there's not a player that's, quote-unquote, developing. Right. You know, everybody, everybody, I think the first thing he looks for 
is defense. Everybody's playing strong defense. Right. I think he's because of that he's asking more. So sure, you know we'll see. Like, um, not I don't know. I can't remember, but Adley Blacklock played one minute in one game, and I think mm-hmm. it's because she made a defensive mistake that he was <laughs> he like she well, went in and then she made kind of a defensive mistake, and he was you know a little bit upset and Quick pulled hook. her out of there. Yeah. Um, but the team like. Kelsey Reese, who's the transfer, in and out, you know, all around great play from her. Tamia Gardner just looks really calm and poised this quarter this year. Uh, she's taking these big shots, like times running down, the offense is kind of running out, and hand in the face, she's draining threes. So, you know, it's really looks good. So, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, she came in late last year and it just seemed like she was trying really hard, and yeah, this year I think she's. Yeah. Just playing really within herself. We've talked about Donovan Hunter. Yeah, that defense is just impressive. Yeah, her foot her footwork I just mean, kills me. It's, she's so balanced and it, and quick and and she gets yeah. to her spot. She doesn't reach and slap and and the times like this last game, the times where she disrupted the inbound pass and yeah. almost just almost got the steal like two three times she was doing that. Yeah, know? hands in the face and yep. yeah. She's fantastic. Reagan Beers is Reagan Beers. Just double 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 doubles. Just getting double doubles. And the thing about her game that I think we're seeing is she's more comfortable handling the ball when she needs to. Yeah, like she needs to take a dribble and a step. She's much more comfortable. Um, AJ Marat's looking for a shot. She's draining. You know, she's hitting the open threes when she's got them. Uh, Kennedy Schuler's getting some time, and I think her game's coming along. Um, she'll just have to adjust a little bit more. Same thing with Dominica Prova. Um, you know, we talked about Adley. I think she just needs to like, you know, just relax and the game will come. She had this beautiful pass against mm-hmm. UC Davis to sell Heidi. It was awesome. Um, so everybody's playing solid minutes. Now, the last game, what I found was really awesome. I think which should take the team to like a, the next level mm-hmm. was um, Talia turned on into another gear. Yeah, like, it doesn't show in the stat line. It's not like she sco- she almost had a triple double, mm-hmm. but it's not like she scored. You know, she's this is somebody who could score forty points if she wanted. Right, to, right. She's done that in the past. She wasn't doing that. It was just every time she touched the ball down the court, it was going, and she was just playing with more intensity, and it just seemed like pushing the team along. And it's not like she was trying to carry the team like she was last year. Mm-hmm. She was just pushing and playing, and then. She does, you know, when she needed to, she drives down lane and scores. And I think, I don't know another player that does that as well, where she just drives down the lane, takes the contact, and gets the ball in the basket. Yeah, so, and dictating the tempo. Like yeah, she does. pushing it, right? So it, yeah. it's really cool to see. I think her and Donovan Hunter in the backcourt are going to be uh, really cool to see as, you know, both offensively and then defensively. You know, they created a lot of steals last game. So That's awesome. Okay. Talented team, they're playing with confidence, intensity. Like you said, we'll we'll see as the <laughs> competition yeah. steps up. Yeah, how that goes. Hopefully, when they enter Pac-12 play New Year's Eve, they're really hitting on all cylinders because they're not going to get a chance to breathe. Right? No, like Oregon first. Yeah, and then that first that next weekend they're away at UCLA and USC, which two Titan teams this year. Yep. You know, Utah, Colorado, Washington, Washington State. Stanford's and, of course, Stanford. Stanford right? yeah. Like, you've got these yeah. really strong teams in the Pac-12 this year. That Like, I saw some bracketology that was saying there could be eight to ten teams from the Pac-12 going to the tournament, depending yeah. on what's going on. So, yeah. um, we'll see. I think 
Oregon State's as talented as any team. We'll just see how they come together and will yeah. they? You well, know, they have they have all the the pieces in right. place if Scott Ruick and Mad Scientist it all together. Yeah, and if they can fight through that adversity that they're going to face and come out with wins. Yeah, you know, because again, when I mean, you think about last year, they were losing games to really good teams, but they weren't. You know, they were close games. They yeah. weren't getting blown out. Right. So it's just next logical step. Ne- right. Next. So hopefully, you know, knock on wood, they get there. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, guess we might as well uh, uh, take a look ahead. Volleyball team gets to close out rivalry weekend. They're playing uh, the team from down the road uh, tomorrow. I think it's in Gill, actually. But yeah. um, and I said tomorrow. It's, it's only Friday. It's I, only Friday. I know. So I, Sunday. The day after Thanksgiving. It feels, feels like a Saturday. It feels like Saturday. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's a Friday, Friday night football So they're game. playing Sunday. Uh, men's basketball team uh, has UC Davis on the 30th. Um, women's team uh, gets Weber State, Damian Lillard's alma mater. Yeah. When we used to like Damian Lillard. Yeah, I think that's the middle of the day. <laughs> that's the middle of the day game for yeah. trying to get kids out of school. Oh, good deal. Yeah, so I, I'll miss that game in person because it's at I think it's a eleven o'clock tip off. Oh, yeah, you'll be working. Yeah, um, with one eye on the screen, but well, you know. Yeah, if I can find the stream, we'll see what's going on there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for better or worse, we have a football game to watch. This will be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. But I think you know if OSU plays their brand of football mm-hmm. and they. Do that. I think they'll they'll have a really good really good game. So. Yeah, all you can ask for is to have mm-hmm. a shot in the fourth quarter, and that's what they had at Washington or against Washington. And if they can maintain that, then who knows? Yep. Then who knows what can happen? So you know, we'll talk to you again in a few weeks. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Orange, Black, and Beyond. Go Beavs. Beavs.